You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, kicking off what could be our biggest week ever. We've got a world champion coming through uh, tomorrow. We've got a collaboration with another awesome brand coming up this weekend. Tonight, we got our humble original crew in here to do the sports super pod, the sports pod for people who go outside. We got the Axeman Jeff Axel. We got Taze Takes LLC, and we've got the owner and proprietor, the true god, all on the mic tonight. Going over an eventful Sunday of NFL football. And then later on in the pod, we'll be hitting up some NBA action from the last week. I know True has thoughts to send over to one Gilbert Arenas. Second right time. now, though, <laughs> right That's now, good. though, it's going to be a little bit of a celebration in the second half of the pod because uh, this James Harden Clippers thing is it's just worked out beautifully. Worked out beautifully for this podcast. Um, our marquee from last week, approve it game. Uh, let me see what you got game. I think this was, you know, I heard people questioning, was this a bad loss by the Ravens or was it a huge win for the Browns? I don't know how that could even be in question. It's a fucking huge win for the Browns, man. The Browns went out there, did their thing, shut down the Ravens in the second half. Deshaun Watson looking like a little bit of a Lazarus pool, going 14 for 14 in the second half, making fucking plays, keeping them alive. The Ravens were at home, and the Browns went in there and ripped that win right out of them. Huge win for the Browns. I think they're pretty much, if we could get a little more consistency from Watson, I think this is pretty much, they're here to stay. This is on. Um, Axe, I know, it had to be extremely disappointing. There's a couple of threads here that are themes from things that this podcast said at the beginning. Tay had questioned how much Harbaugh really does. And because and a big part of that was because of their inability to protect leads. And all of the Ravens losses this year have been because of their inability to protect leads. It's coming a little bit of a concern. Axe, I know you got, got a lot of thoughts on this, this Cleveland Browns Ravens matchup this weekend. Well, it was definitely frustrating. Like the fact that Keaton Mitchell only it got four touches after ripping off a 40-yard touchdown and a 32-yard reception is ridiculous. Um, Lamar made a couple poor throws. The tipped interception wasn't his fault, but it was untimely being a pick six. And we we've got to be better protecting the ball. Like up 14 with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. You should be able to close that out. Defense was bad. Like, we let Joku and Amari Cooper get way too many easy looks. Like, the Browns outplayed us. Like, they're legitimate. I'm not going to sit here. I, I don't like them at all, but I got to be honest. They're legitimate. I feel like we got to do my, my weekly. This is the weekly version. Didn't they throw a pick six while they're in the fucking lead? Yeah, that's what I was correct. saying. Like, it was untimely. The uh, weekly fucking segment of me saying, I don't know why 
I guess we're just not quite there in age. Then this next generation of coaches grew up playing Madden. They know what the fuck to do with the ball with a fucking lead. Why every single week do we have to talk about this? And I have to sit here and watch highly paid coaches, NFL coaches, fuck this scenario up every fucking week. But that was a big part of it with the fucking Ravens and the Browns. Yeah, the line dominated a whole line too. That's the last thing I said about it. Second half, it was pretty rough. Lamar didn't have as much time to throw. Watson to me, please, though. But we see him again. I'm confident we'll beat him. Just got to shake back Thursday against the Bengals. That's all. You already <laughs> played them twice, right? <laughs> second time. Yeah, this will be our second time playing the Bengals, yeah. No, you already played the Browns twice, right? That was it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I say if we see him again, like we see him in the playoffs oh, or something. Playoffs, oh, so yeah. you do think they're going to the playoffs? Because you on Sunday you told me no because you were upset that y'all lost y'all blew a <laughs> Yeah, I was hot on Sunday. You gonna hit me. <laughs> well, Tay, Tay, show us, tell us what, tell us what you saw. Oh man, I saw a great performance by the Browns in the second half. They they came out flat, but the Ravens usually come out on fire in the first quarter. So that, I I wasn't even concerned about that game. It looked bad in the beginning. But once I saw them scoring a little bit, like it was a little different from when they blew out the Lions and the Seahawks. Like those teams weren't scoring; they weren't even really, you know, at least kicking field goals or nothing like that. But the the Browns they looked a little different in that. Like you know, they came out through the pick six very early, but they 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 showed that they can at least put points on the board, and that was something. And then they carried that momentum into the second half. Defense turned up, offense turned up, and uh, they. You know, you won the game. But for coaches passing the ball, I get it because it's predictable. Running is predictable, like, every time. Tay, it doesn't matter. Right. These coaches could run the ball into the line three times for no gain, and it would be more advantageous than throwing the ball the vast majority of the time. It doesn't matter if they how get the, Lamar make? the time is all that matter. Okay, <laughs> how, how much? How much does Lamar make? Yeah, a lot. He probably he's probably, he probably makes more than everyone on that offense combined. If I'm paying my quarterback that much, and especially a quarterback like him, I would say he's he's the he's probably one of the best improvisers in, in the league. So if I'm paying my quarterback a certain amount of money, I expect you to be able to. You, you should be able to hand the ball off. You should be able to pass the ball as well. I mean, it, it's not really always in the coach. Like, he may see much money for that. Like, I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, you know, you know what's a good pass. You know it's not a good pass. And running the ball is so predictable. Like, that's why a lot of times when teams try to run the clock out, it, it always, the ball always goes back to the other team because you can just stuff the box. Because coaches fucking throw ball. passes. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, but, like, it's so predictable. Just run, run, run. I mean, like. The Raiders almost fucked around and gave it back to the Jets the other night doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, but, I mean, you got a defense like the Browns. I mean, you got to mix it up. You can't just run, run, run. They're just going to get stuffed every time. It's one thing that the the Browns cannot stuff, and that's the clock. 
that I mean, yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, I don't know. You 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 got guys. You, your quarterback is your highest paid player in your team. Your quarterback got to make something. Make got make it happen. Like I'm I'm not even gonna sit there and blame him on the coach. Like. They're, they're, wow, you're know. giving you're giving Harbaugh a pass of all people. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do anything. I don't think Harbaugh had anything to do with that. He, he he's loses a, leads because he's had the best seats in the house. He doesn't do anything. He didn't do that. He don't have no control in that. He doesn't call no plays. He just watches the game. So it's not even a pass. It's more so he had nothing to do with it. Like he doesn't he doesn't do anything. Like he's one of them coaches, one of them useless coaches. But um. Yeah, you know, Ravens fans love him though. They they love watching him watch the game. I I don't get that, but hey, yeah, man, they know they just they just blew the lead at at the end. You know, they just lost the momentum. Axe, you got them. anything to say in defense of Harbaugh? Because uh, Taystan, he's a spectator, and that's why y'all keep giving up these fucking leads. His adjustments do seem trash. Like our special teams. It's been the worst. He doesn't do offense at all. Zero offense, zero defense. What, what other? What you going to change your return, man? That's an adjustment. Ah, that's nah. Like fucked up part is Tucker's getting blocked from fifty yards and beyond. Like he so, got blocked in the game. It's so the like third they time. Do, they suck at. Yeah, so I feel like it might be time for a new voice. So he's going front. For a man. coach that only does special teams. He gets to the playoffs, it'll be hard to justify firing. Oh, but, but if they don't, a new voice. Boy, we have come a long way from last week when we were crowning them the best team in the fucking league. Now we're league? talking now we're talking about time for Harbaugh to move on. Wow. I would never say that. I'm never but like you can still fire a coach if we can make the playoffs though, because Enough is enough. Like it at a certain point, you get tired of just making the playoffs. Like say you make the playoffs, you you can get a first round by, and you lose the your first playoff game. Like enough is enough. You, you got to make some change. You can't just keep doing the same thing. You're not changing quarterbacks. I mean, you know, you something got to change. Ain't gonna be the quarterback, so they just scapegoat the, the coach. I mean. It doesn't do that anyway. I don't really think it'll make a difference. It'll be more so of a positive than negative. It won't be a negative at all if you lose them. It doesn't do anything. It'll be a positive, though, if you do bring someone else in because they'll probably do something to actually help the team. True. Any thoughts on this this brutality that's going on in this conversation? No. Um, I don't have anything to say about uh, – um, well, there's a couple of things. One – I don't I don't want to admit perhaps that the youngest gentleman on this show may have been right about the Browns. I'm getting a little tired of 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 stating this and saying that. It's actually annoying. Uh legitimately, you have my hatred. Okay, you have my hatred. Um I will say this. Uh I missed the game. I missed a lot of, you know, missed a lot of the games. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to catch anything that happened in the Ravens and Browns game. Um, I got a text message from my grandfather, and he said, I'm going to pull this up, the exact words, because he's a lifelong Ravens fan. He's a fan when they were the Baltimore Colts and all that shit. 
his his exact text was these motherfuckers can't keep a goddamn lead. Fuck this team. And he's in the seventies. So <clears throat> I'll let you know the state of the Ravens and how he feels. He I, I'm sorry, there's, there's another part to it. Who the fuck is Jerome Ford? That that's also <laughs> that's also another one. So I mean that that pretty much sums it up. I think it's I mean, I don't I don't I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to the Browns or the Ravens. I mean, obviously being from Baltimore or whatever, like uh you want the you want to see the Ravens do good because you know when the Ravens are doing good, you got beautiful ladies at the at the stadium. You got uh you know the, the city is vibing, it's just it's a difference. But um I don't really have much to say. Uh, like I said, I missed a lot of football. Uh I missed most of the football this week. Um so I, I didn't get a chance to catch that game. I caught two games two games this week and um I'm sorry three about three games and uh I wish I didn't catch any of those three so I would have loved to have seen this game because I heard uh that comeback for the Browns was was crazy so I would have definitely liked to have seen that but I don't really have anything else to say on it to be honest so sticking to uh some of the Browns or the Ravens are going to see this week uh something that we can all jointly celebrate on this pod and rejoice in is the uh, adoptive squad. These Houston Texans and CJ Stroud are continuing to build momentum, continuing to fly onto radars. Stroud continuing to have an uh, incredible season. He's in every way, shape, form, and fashion and description a top 10 quarterback right now. Uh, myself, sure. Jeff Axel, we put, we put it down. We called that. Um, he was our number one prospect. I don't think I, I even expected him to be this good. After what you guys saw out of their division leader on Sunday, and don't you worry, we're getting to that. <laughs> the old the old Jaguars and the, the scrappy team that they played. Um, after what you saw from the Jaguars and what the Texans are continuing to do against a team that we all agreed was was a top 10 team, uh, in the Bengals, do we think the Texans might be able to win this division, Jeff Axel? Hmm. I would like to take a look at their schedule before I comment on that. Okay, we'll call, I'll come back to you while you're looking that up. Tay, what do you think, man? Can the, can the Texans win this division? Take it away from the Jaguar because the Jaguars. You know, there's a few people saying maybe that's a fraud alert when they call your phone because uh, Trevor Lawrence in big games, there's starting to be a conversation about that. The stats aren't that great. Stats aren't that great, period, this year. Uh, can the Texans win this division, Tate? Um, I'll just go out with no. I'll say no. They can make the playoffs. <laughs> Yes, but winning the division, no. I, I'll just, I'll stick with no. They they're definitely a good team. They're they're better than I thought they would be. They had an impressive win. Um, no, nah, I don't, I don't think they can win the division necessarily. But they could definitely go to the playoffs though, because I you know at the end of the day they're still a young team. They're, they're still figuring stuff out. Like, they'll have some bad games. They'll have some good games, but um. Uh, I I don't have them winning that division. What do you think, there, Axe? I'm not sure if they're going to take it away from uh, Jacksonville, but they would exceed my expectations 
they got to the playoffs. I'm looking at the schedule now. They got the Cardinals next. Then they got the Jags. And they got the Broncos. Okay, so that's three more winnable games. Then the Jets. The Titans. Five. Browns. Titans again. Six. And then they end the season with the Colts. Seven. There's seven games that they could very well win to finish out. Browns is iffy. They yeah, no. they could lose though. They could lose in games as well. Like, they, oh no, they could. But I'm what I'm saying is, they're, like, yeah, they're in every game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, you know, this definitely could happen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what are they? Where are they right now? Ax, they're they're six, six and three, five and five and four. I think five and four. If I'm not mistaken. Yep, five and four. Yeah, they're five and four. In the, the Jays, they are six and three. Okay, so win five out of those seven. They're going to make it. Yeah. Chance. I don't know. I'm telling you. Thinking thinking it could happen. But in general, we here on this show said that we thought they would win six or seven games uh, much higher than most people thought, and that is definitely, definitely on the way that's ha- to happening. Um, speaking of that division and those division leaders. Now, you know, I'm sure there's people who figured that I would come, come on here and be getting loud and, and, and boisterous about what the 49ers did to those Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, All I will say is this is my first time of the year. Uh, where I'm like, okay, that was a decent, that was a solid win. Anybody who watches this show, you guys have been on this show with me. You guys talk to me. You know, pretty much every time this happens, I say I have I have high standards for my team. When they go out there and whoop some bullshit team, that's what we're supposed to do. That's not no big deal to me. That's what I expect. This one was against a team that was in the playoffs is a division leader. Good chance they're going to win that division. Coming off their bye week, five-game win streak, Niners had to go across the country. And they fucking dog-walked those boys. Um, And what I will say, what I like about it, is uh, I still feel like they could get 10% better. I still feel like there was a couple of drives that were stalled out by stupid penalties. I still feel... Um, we only scored, I think, less than 10 points off of four turnovers. You can't have that. You got to score points off of turnovers. Um, shit, you can't count on getting four turnovers. Uh, that will regress to the mean. Um, but otherwise, uh, phenomenal game by the quarterback. Brock Purdy made two highlight-level throws, um, top three in every category, if not number one in every passing category, once again. Um uh, last time we were on here talking about them and him, I said all of you people out there thinking that it's over for him and he's ready to get benched and he's this and he's that. You're dramatic and you're fucking stupid and you need to take a fucking shot and sit the fuck down. Um, he's right back where he was. All good. Um, yeah, I think we can still get to 10%, but I think that's a positive thing. I still think that um, this team 
has not shown the best version of themselves. And uh, they're just on the way up. And glad to see the September 49ers have returned. What do you think of that game there, Tay? Um, that was a good game. That was a good win. You definitely needed that, though, just to boost everything back up. Everything was healthy. You know, everybody was healthy. Um, everything just uh, flowed better. Uh, I was definitely rooting for McCaffrey touchdown because I hate when, like, old people hold records for so long. But <laughs> he, he tied it. So, I mean, you know, that was unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, offense looked better. Are you had all right? Um. George Kittle had a great game. Debo looked good on that touchdown run and whatnot. Defense played exceptional. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's what they're supposed to do. That's the kind of team supposed to be. They're supposed to make a deep playoff run. I mean, you got you got to get those wins like that, especially at the three game losing streak. That's how you come back from that. Good bounce back win. It's good to see the Niners healthy. Um, it was good to see Chase Young make an impact. On the D line, um, Brock Purdy, he had a pretty good bounce back game. Uh, it was good to see Debo back out there. So, long as they're healthy, you know, sometimes bye weeks really help teams out. They come back, re energize, refocus. So, maybe it could be a start or something. You know, when we had, when we had, Peagle on here, he was he was telling, you know, telling me I was of the opinion that the the Brock Purdy turnovers could not be blamed on the absence of Debo and Trent. And he was telling me the opposite. And well, they both came back and he had an excellent game. So might have been something to that from our guy. Power off Peagle, dearly missed. Hope he comes back soon. Um, so the, the last, the most topical thing that we got that's happening right now is uh, Bills just fired their offensive coordinator, which mm-hmm. is funny to me because the Bills' offense is ranked number seven in the league, and they are thirty-first, right there next to dead last in turnovers. Well, the offensive coordinator is not calling plays whose objective are turnovers, so I'm not really sure how smart this is or how much it helps. We were all pretty universally out on the Bills uh, in our preseason rankings and have been this whole time. And it is spiraling out of control for them pretty pretty fucking rapidly. Do you think this is going to help them getting rid of their offensive coordinator despite the fact that their offense is in the top 10 and it's pretty much just one guy turning the ball over, over, and over, and over, and over again? Tay, what do you think, man? Um, it'd be, it could be a different, it's always, you gotta stay optimistic. I say, I'll put it like that because <laughs> whoever, whoever's calling the plays now could do something different. They can go to the ring more. They could involve Gabe Davis more. They could, you know, like they, they could change the way that offense is ran. I know the turnovers are probably, I mean, Hey, this offense coordinator could call less turnover, turn, uh, turnover worthy plays. You know, I know that's the kind of quarterback Josh Allen is, but I mean, try to run the ball more. You know, they have a, a four running back system. They got a, they, they Josh Allen runs the ball. They got multiple running backs to run the ball. You know, maybe maybe they can do more of that and whatnot. But um, yeah, the this new play caller could try to try to take the ball of Josh Allen's hands a little bit more because I feel like he tries to 
be Superman. He tries to make those big plays all the time, but that doesn't always work. And that's why he turns the ball over a lot. So, yeah, you know, a new play caller could could limit that, run more RPOs, run more quick passes, and get him more comfortable with the check down and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll stay optimistic about it. It could still it could help turnovers depending on how the play caller goes with things. Axe, what do you think, man? Top set, top ten offense. One guy's turning the ball over a ton. Is this gonna fix it? Um, nah, no, no, honestly, just because gunslinger <laughs> mentality <laughs> that uh Josh Allen possesses, like the reckless decisions he makes at times, it's like I'm not really sold on things changing too much. True, I know this doesn't uh I can guess how this this passes the the true bullshit smell test. Uh in terms of the bills. Um yeah. uh you're gonna get rid of your offensive coordinator. Your offense is ranked in the top seven. It's one fucking guy turning the ball over. I think everybody needs a scapegoat, right? Um yeah. offensive coordinator is always gonna be, you know. <laughs> Well, it's always a scapegoat. Sometimes it's the offensive coordinator, sometimes it's not. Um, in this case, like I said, I think the uh, – I've said it before, I don't see the Bills. You know, I didn't see the Bills as this uh, crazy, crazy, um, you know, team that was going to go and do amazing, uh, amazing things. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Like, I wasn't sold on them this year. So that was – that was my thought. And you know, seeing their struggles, you know, we 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 see some of their issues there. But I mean, you know, watching the game, I mean, we lost to the fucking Broncos, man. I mean, I I would be happy about that because I want the Broncos to obviously do good. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, man, I don't believe that they should be losing to the Broncos. So, and if I'm not mistaken, were they in Buffalo? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like that's a problem in itself, man. And you know, Broncos been looking a little decent, a little bit, uh, which is cool. But I, you, you just to me, you should not be losing to them. And because you're the Bills, you're supposed to be this, this, uh, you know, tough team. You got these, these, this great. They have a lot of great offensive players there. A lot of you know great players that are that can help your offense. So I, it does look. Look a little strange to me. Um, not quite sure if that's really gonna do the trick. Uh, but it could, you know. It's all about who you put in position. Is the first thing, right? So I think that's the first thing. Like you, who you put in that position, and and you know the team synergy because you know it felt like there was like some kind of uh, I don't know if y'all saw it on Twitter. Um, thing was the Trayvon Diggs was taking shots. Yeah. I'm not so I saw I you know so seeing that it kind of had me you know low you know low little sketchy about some stuff I'm like you know what's what kind of private conversations are going on because you know winning cures everything right so yeah. you know if you're not winning then there's a chance that you know sometimes teams can you know kind of turn on each other or you know, you're unhappy with this, unhappy with that. And like I said, you know, there's a scapegoat 
but it could be a lot more to it than just that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. All I know is that, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs ain't do shit. So, um, you know, so that's also a, a thing. And, and that's, you know, judging by, um, you know, um, judging by what I've what I've seen based on what Trayvon Diggs was saying, it was like, that might be some private conversations, some other issues going on that we don't know about. And if that's the case, then that's an even bigger problem for that team because that's a synergy issue. That's a, a chemistry and, 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 and everything like that. And so if the team is not together and not, you know, focused, that could be, it doesn't matter who's running the offense. It doesn't matter who's calling the plays. If you're not all the way there mentally, you're not going to really get shit done. So, that's why I'm I'm more so concerned of, about that is what is the focus and what's happening there with the dig situation and and is there more tour you know people in the organization are they, are they pissed off at, at Josh Allen is it a, something that we're not we're not able to see right now that maybe three or four weeks from now if they lose a couple more games we might you know we might be wondering what's really going on and why isn't this fixed and it's, it's you you can't even assume that you know just changing the offensive coordinator is going to fix anything because that doesn't really seem like the problem in the first place so we'll see we'll see and with that we're going to move on to this round ball rock hey you had a question hey right, so for 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 the for the football part Right, I was I was gonna ask last week, but I saved it for this week. Would you rather have a twenty-one year old kicker that hits every single field goal sixty-five yards and in, or Mahomes? You mean Mahomes? Like Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league, or a twenty-one like right now twenty-seven year old Mahomes, or a 21-year-old kicker that will never miss inside of 65 yards. I'm going to go Mahomes. I'll go Mahomes. Sean? I ain't going to lie. I might go with the kicker, man. Oh! <laughs> I mean, guaranteed 65 yards. All you need is a good defense. Yeah, yeah. Me. You can get like 15 points a game off yeah. field goals alone. If all, if all you got to do is get to not even midfield. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, hey, you can win with like a, a Sam Darnold with that case. Yeah, but you know that's like, saying? that's it's like zero margin for error type of situation, type of thing, though. Like, Absolutely. if you give up, if you give up a touchdown, if you give up a touchdown on a field goal, then you're at like a fucking massive disadvantage. Yeah, but you can still have if you're just going by threes. That's just worst case scenario. You can still have a a great offense, you know, but you always have that kicker to like as your backup play. You can still have a good offense, but it's Mahomes, the best quarterback or the greatest kicker, you know. I'm taking the kicker. I might not need Mahomes. I can win with uh with Jalen Hurts, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. So yeah, I'll take the kicker. Yeah, law of averages. I guess it's not that big of a, it's not that bit bad of a deal. Not that bad of a, not that bad of a deal. So what would you change to make? Who me? Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, probably take the kicker. But that's it's like a unfair, it's like kind of an unfair because I mean, I guess I'm sorry. I just I gotta stop real quick. I know we're on air, but and this is basketball. But Draymond Green just put Rudy Gobert in a fucking headlock. And this shit is fucking hilarious to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, saw that. <laughs> I just saw the video and I think this shit is hilarious. Because that was so unnecessary. He pretending in a headlock and dragged his ass. I know I that's crazy. I'm sorry. What did he crazy. say? He I don't like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I think, yo, yo. Hey, he went <laughs> how uh, how uh, Jody got done on baby boy. Oh, you mean he actually put him in a headlock and dragged him away? Yeah, this, is, this is a main <laughs> headlock, bro. <laughs> I got to say Draymond does things mm. just to see what he can get away with. Yeah. That man Rick. No, man. <laughs> That's that I got a lot. And I think they ejected Clay and him, which is fucking hilarious. If that's if that's true. If that's true, that's fucking hilarious. Um, two minutes into the game. You know why? No steps. Down to Jamie Daniels. Oh, shit. Did, they throw, did they throw Jamie Daniels out too? Yeah. Clay, Dre, and Jaden. Oh, the Warriors are done. Okay. Well, good thing I ain't watching that game. If they win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, this season has been so competitive so far. I'm just confused on why. On why Gobert also wasn't thrown out. I mean, I guess he got choked, right? So, feel bad yeah, for him. I don't think he threw anything. <laughs> That's crazy. That is hilarious. I, 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 that, I'm sorry. That just, like, that shit just had me. I was like, yo, I got to mention this. I'm looking at it. I was, I wanted to laugh. So, I didn't want to laugh while we was doing it. That shit was funny. Uh, so, I'm, I'm a retract. I'm, I'm taking my homes. Because it's the same reverse thing. You said, okay, you can have the kicker, but you could still build whatever offense you want, you know, going forward. Well, it's the other way around, too. I could have Mahomes and still find a good kicker. I could have Mahomes and still find Justin Tucker. I could have Mahomes and still find a kicker who could regularly hit from 45. Okay, so we're talking all you got to get to is your 45 for your guy. But all we got to get to is 20 more yards for my guy, and I've got Patrick Mahomes to get that extra 20 yards. So I'm going to go for Mahomes. Guaranteed. But 100%, he'll never, ever miss. Like, that, that's that's the thing. Ever. I mean, how often does Justin Tucker miss? I don't, I miss like two or three a season. <laughs> okay. So never 100% versus versus 95%. Like, I'm, I'm going with that. Yeah, I'm but how many Justin Tuckers are there, though? How many Patrick Mahomes are there? That's true too. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty close. I'm taking Why the kicker. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been. Kicker, man. I don't know. I think there's been more guys who are closer to closer to Sean, Justin Tucker over the years than they are fucking Patrick Mahomes's. Yeah, it's just, so it's just you got to break the tie. So, uh, yeah, X. So how you how you feel? What you taking? I know what you're gonna say, but what you taking, man? I'll take on who? 
Like, would you rather have? Would you rather have the kicker who can make it from sixty-five, hundred percent of the time, or Patrick Mahomes? I initially said Mahomes. Oh no! You still feel that way? I mean, I understand your point of view about the defense giving you a short field and accuracy. I don't know. I think Mahomes is just like going to have a special run throughout his career. So I mean, it's cool. You guys can be over there. Kicking field goals, going three at a time. I'll be scoring touchdowns with Patrick Mahomes. Right. So, you know, it's no guarantee we'll have a sorry offense, though. Okay, six, right. six is more than three. So, yeah, but but you'll have Mahomes, right? Game winning drive, time for kicking to come out. He misses it. We got you got the greatest kicker of all time. He's gonna hit that every time. <laughs> well, you're gonna need it because y'all ain't gonna be far ahead. You're gonna be in a lot of close games. All right. Well. Don't make us choke you out like Draymond Green did to Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Check out this feed for the rest of the week. Uh, True, we're going to kick it off with you because I know once again, you and your good buddy. Well, first and foremost, let us rejoice in the absolute failure that James Harden and the Clippers have been. And then you can yeah. move on to sharing your opinion. With your good friend Gilbert Arenas, who had an opinion on this situation as well. Well, so the first thing about this is that I was very adamant that I did not believe that this Clippers thing was going to work. We are, I mean, I'm not the only one because we all thought the same shit, right? We all thought the same stuff. It didn't seem like it made any sense. They got rid of a good amount of their bench. Not that their bench is going to be, you know, something that great, but they did get a, a, a you know, um, yeah, they did get rid of a few pieces. So I was a little confused when when this trade happened because, once again, I don't look at James Harden as somebody who is uh, now a needle. So... Um, you know, I, 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 not anymore, at least, and definitely not for a team like the Clippers. Now, before I get into my issue with, uh, Mr. Gilbert Arenas. With Mr. Hibachi. Yeah. You know, if I get, if I get into my issue with him, I want to say like, I don't, I don't like the Clippers as a team. Like this is not a team that I'm clamoring to see succeed or do well. So this does no, this does nothing for me. To, to take up for them. Um, but the issue that I'm having with this is Gilbert is basically implying that this, the, the Clippers sucked even before James Harden got there. Now, this is where I took offense to that because you're just basically saying, oh, it don't matter anyway. They was already sucking, so it's, it's not James Harden's fault because they was trash before. They looked actually pretty good prior to James Harden getting there. They had won games. I mean, I think they lost one, but, you know, what what team right now looks that great, you know? I mean, there's, you can count on, on one hand the teams that look that great in the league right now. Some teams are dealing with injuries. Some teams are – having their own struggles. Some teams can't keep leads. Some teams, you know, can't play defense. You got other teams who can't get another player outside of one to score over 20 fucking points. 
So you have your own set of issues. The Clippers, I thought Kawhi is he's been taking it easy since he, you know, since he's come back, but I thought he looked pretty decent. Um, you know, I thought that Paul George initially started off pretty well, but since James Harden's been there, he hasn't been good at all. So I think that in itself is like you can't talk about what the, the Clippers were doing beforehand and not actually talk about what the fuck they were doing beforehand because they weren't some trash-ass team that weren't doing anything, wasn't doing anything, and they weren't, you know, like a team that necessarily needed James Hart. And so when you act like, oh, well, they only, you know, like they ain't, what, they ain't this or they ain't that, and the only reason why, da 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 and this, that, and the other is because of this, that, and the other. Like you, as someone... Like a uh, like a, a Gilbert Arenas, you've played in this game before. You've been um, a fairly successful player, so you make yourself look extremely stupid when you say things like that and you're talking out your ass. Because if you're watching the game, you would be able to see what the fuck is going on in the game, brother. Like. <laughs> Like, the shit that he was saying about, like, the shit with, with, with you know, Miami. I talked about the other week with Miami and, you know, if uh, you know LeBron would have still been blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, we're not talking about the same player in terms of, like, talent. We're talking about legacy and what you've done and winning. So he said that didn't make any fucking sense. And now he's saying this other shit. That's not making any sense. And it makes me wonder, like, brother, you a compromise. Clearly, brother, you don't even watch the fucking game. You sitting there with that with that dumb motherfucker you, you got on your shows anyway. And, like, y'all motherfuckers are not making any sense. And once again, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that the Clippers are suffering right now. I absolutely love it. Because fuck James Harden. And any team that employs James Harden is the enemy of mine, so fuck y'all niggas. That's one. But if you're gonna, if you, like, even me attempting to be biased against them, I still have to be honest about what I see and what I know. And I can't lie and act as if, oh yeah, man, this, that, and the third, and yeah, this, that, and the third. Like, no, I can't lie and do that because that's not fucking true. It's just not true. And it just, you know, no matter. What I try to say or what I try to do, it just doesn't make any sense and it doesn't add up. And you can't say that or or make it add up either, Gilbert Arenas, because you didn't watch any fucking games. Russell Westbrook looked pretty good, um, you know, which he's been taking a beating from people because people was like, you know, Russ is washed and he did some that. I mean, obviously he's not the same player he was, say, 2017, but who expects somebody to be the same fucking player they were in 2017 and 2023 going into 2024? So, you know, there's that issue there. It's just the people that work in, in sports media, it's almost as if they're reading a script every time they say something, not actually giving you a genuine reading of the situation that they have. And that's a big problem. That's a part of why we're here anyway is because the media in all forms are dog shit. You suck. You're trash. That's just what it is. Gilbert Arenas is a former player. Now, you know what they used to say, right? They used to always say, you know, nobody knows the game better than the former players. You can't tell somebody about the game except a former player. A former player know what he – but 
if you're a former player and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you're not watching or paying attention, that doesn't mean like we can't say nothing to you. It means you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're an idiot. And that is Gilbert Arenas. He's a fucking idiot. And he ain't, he ain't making no sense. And don't get me wrong. Once again, like I said, fuck the Clippers. Fuck them. Fuck Gilbert Arenas. Fuck James Harden. To the day I die, Can't forget that. Can't forget that. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're gonna use and talk and do all this shit, make sense, bro. Like, make fucking sense. Like, actually talk about some real shit. You could easily have said the Clippers were doing okay. They probably saw an opportunity to get even better with James Harden. It's not working right now. That's okay. You can literally just say that. You don't have to be like, oh, they were terrible before anyway. They were trash anyway. They weren't doing shit. Like, that's not even true. Like, make it make sense. That's been my thing for years. Make it make sense. If you can't make what you say make sense, then shut the fuck up. That's really it. Gilbert Arenas can shut the fuck up. James Harden, you can shut the fuck up. You ain't even said nothing. Just shut the fuck up. You ain't said nothing. Shut the fuck up. Bum ass no. nigga. Sean. <laughs> Sean, you wanted to jump on for the NBA segment. What's been what sticks out with, with you, man? What's sticking out for you at the NBA? I mean, I wanna uh continue off what True said about the Clippers. I was one of the people that felt like it didn't really move the needle for them. I just didn't think they would be like this trash after the trade. And I think the problem is, is uh, they don't want to move Russell Harden to the bench. More so Russ because of what he went through in L.A. with, with the Lakers, of course. But what uh, Gil was saying about the Clippers, they were trash and whatnot. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe before the trade, they were top five offensively and defensively. That's and now correct. they're like 20. It, it is true. Yeah, it was true. Yep. And so then, you know, like now they're like a bottom five offensively and defensively. And it's not working. It's not enough ball for those four players, mainly Russ and Harden. You know, PG and Kawhi, they're pretty comfortable playing off ball, but you can't have Russ and Harden starting at the same time. I personally would move Harden to the bench just because Russ was playing so great before that Harden trade. But uh, what's sticking out to me is there is no bona fide contender so far in the uh, young NBA season. I mean, Denver's still looking pretty good. Dallas is looking great, but it's kind of iffy. I don't think they'll be able to hold out throughout the whole season. Philly and Boston, they're looking pretty good. But with Philly, I don't want to get my hopes up with how good they're looking. Then come to the second round of the playoffs, everything goes to shit, of course. They just lost, too. It lost by like four, right? No, man. Yeah, it looks like they got a man. rising star on that team, though. And that was yeah, not a factor in those other years. They do have Max. I do like the uh, I do like the trade for Philly. I believe they got like much needed death for Boston. I think that's all who they're playing for. And Milwaukee. Now Milwaukee is my biggest disappointment. I'm glad I said something about Milwaukee because, you know, you would think with Damon Giannis they'll be doing better than what they're doing now. I'm trying to tell but you. But I also believe. I believe it's due to the fact that uh that Dame is going through that divorce right now. I'll give him that excuse. He's going through a divorce. I think it's like the mother, his three kids. So that's probably weighing on his mind. Golden State is kind of surprising. To move to Miami. That nigga tried to move to Miami while he was in the middle of the divorce. That, that's that's what it is. He hurt. He was trying to move yeah, to man. Miami. He was trying to get on some holes after the divorce. <laughs> and then he and got to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. 
Ain't no bad bitches in Milwaukee. Ain't no bad bitches. I mean, it might be like two or three. Like made a local piggy with me or something, but it ain't it ain't a whole lot there. It's no, it's it's no fine like it's cold. But that's the problem. But look, it, even if you're going through a divorce, you're going through something, you gotta put your head in the game. That's why you go play. That's why you go hoop. That's your escape from reality in life. And you get paid millions of fucking dollars to do it. I don't get it. If that's what's bothering him, man, yes, like suck it up. You playing with one of the best players in the league, you are not the best player on the team anymore. That should be a, I a lesson. A, I think that's the problem right there. He's no longer the best player on the team. Like when you uh when you used to being the best, he's like what thirty five years old. So I'm assuming he's been hooping since like five or six. He's probably been the best player since he was like six years old. At age of thirty five, you're like, damn, I'm no longer the best player on the team. How can I take a step back and still be effective in my game? And that's an adjustment period for him. It's ugly, but I believe halfway through the season they should be better. How much better, I don't know, but they should be playing better than what they're doing now. And that's all I really got to say about the uh, the season so far. The Harden trade that was done by far. On paper, it looked it looked decent. But then you're losing uh, Covington and um, who else did they lose? I know they lost another big wing. Batum? Yeah, Batum. You lost Batum and Covington. There's like your third and fourth best perimeter players behind defenders behind PG and Kawhi. Now you're small. Uh, Zubak is your biggest person. Kawhi's playing the four. It was just a dumb trade. They thought it was 2K. They thought Harden and Russ was going to go back like six years. Kawhi would go back to San Antonio and Paul George will continue to do what he does. But you can't play 2K in real life. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was joking with the truth saying Russ was going to win finals MVP, but the way it's looking, they might not even make the play up the play in right now as bad as it's looking. That Pacific division is deep. You do not want to be last place in that division, playing in the play-in game, and then having to play them in the first round on the road. You know? Yeah, that's all I got to say for now. Yeah. Tay, what's your take on uh this this past week of the NBA? Um NBA's been pretty exciting. Man, I've, I've been I've been keen in on, on, on the Mavs, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll touch on the Clippers real quick. Not, I don't want to give them too long. But uh, I don't want to blame everything on Harden. Uh, I, I don't want to do that because, I mean, you got to think Harden's teammates, they did want this. They vouched for it. Yeah, bring them over. And, okay, that that being said, that, that, that goes on every person on that team that wanted that too. You still got to learn how to play with a guy like that. They wanted that. So they got to figure out too. It's not just Harden. It, it is. It is not just Harden. I mean, Paul George. He 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 was all yeah. man. I really want him. Okay. Well, you gotta learn how to play with that now. So you can't you can't ask for a guy to join your team and then put the blame on him. You gotta learn how to play with that. Like, and it's gonna take some time. You know, it's it. I, it could be hard to play with James Harden. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and blame. I'm not. I'm no Harden fan. I'm not gonna sit here and just blame everything on James Harden. You gotta learn how to play as a team. You ain't got to play him. I'm going to do it for you, brother. <laughs> Axe, thoughts on the NBA season? It's been exciting, like, a lot of competitive games. Um, young talent has been coming in, making immediate impacts. 
like from rookies to second year players, like the athleticism pops out with some of these kids. Um, the usual suspects are playing well, like guys like Anthony Edwards has taken the leap. Like he's got Minnesota. Yeah, it looks. It really does seem goal. like Anthony Edwards is stepping up to that next level. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum, he's been pretty consistent this year. Been more efficient, taking better shots. We gotta play Philly tomorrow, so hopefully, I mean, Luca's been doing very well too. They take they took the L today, but. Just been a lot of players. And Jokic, of course, you know, just playing elite once again. Oh, as far as the Clippers, that, though. That, that game just started. This will be a fun fun watch for the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the Clippers, oh, boy. I just felt like it wouldn't work out just because Harden struggles to play off ball. There's too many mouths to feed. And then with the defensive lapses, he has sometimes. I don't think that'll mesh well with why. You can see him getting frustrated. Yeah. I don't know if y'all seen that clip. Mm-hmm. Like he walked slowly to the bench and set away from everybody. Oh, already, already we're 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 pouting. We're, we we got pouting going on on this team. So True, other James Harden on your fucking hey. team. That's what it is. You want to tell the truth? God damn it. That's the truth. You got James Harden, you gonna be some sad ass niggas, you gonna be pouting and shit. That is what happens when you got James Harden on your team. I'm actually excited to see this game though. I love Clippers yeah. and Nuggets games though. This Clippers and Nuggets, I, I love those games because these teams battle the fuck out. They like ever since the uh the the, the bubble, every time they have a game, it feels like they get battle. It's supposed to be a battle, but they're in Denver, right? So. You know that altitude is a is a motherfucker. So, uh, you don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> you don't really know what you're gonna get with uh with this game. But um, yeah, I'm 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 really, I'm excited, man. I think this is a it's an in season tournament game, right? So, yeah. Um, but I will say, as I'm watching it right now, even Harden looks terrible. Just body language. This is the first the first possession. All right. Like, like, like his body, like, like you can look at him right now. He's not moving. What the fuck does Zubak just throw up? Okay. Um, no, nah, like, it, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, 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 I'm going to watch these games. I'm going to enjoy it while I can. And this is cool. But, God, they, they're stinking up enjoying these first two possessions. Uh, but I think, like I said, I, I, I think the Clippers will figure it out. I think they'll figure it out. Um in terms of figuring out what that looks like and figuring it out, they'll win games. They might just have to go offense heavy, and their their defense gonna be tough because Russ is not what he once was. And then as a defender, he is a hack. Wow, he he just hacked the shit out of. Look at Hart. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Russell Westbrook hustled. Stole a fucking ball, kept that shit inbounds off of Michael Porter Jr. Kept that bitch inbounds, got it to Kawhi. Kawhi gets an open pass to Harden. Harden, fat ass, can't even get to the ball. You wide open. That's a problem, man. This is a problem. This is a problem. But outside of outside of all that, 
outside all that, man, like I said, I'm just uh, yeah, non non Clippers thoughts, NBA in general. Um, I, I you know I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll get to see how this goes with the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets look pretty good. No Jamal Murray is gonna be kind of hard, and seem as as it's been shown, they lost to the to the to the Rockets. I think the Rockets are the team that. I was like, Dylan Brooks is there. Fred Van Vliet is there. I did not see or expect a lot from them because I hate Dylan Brooks, and I thought Fred Van Vliet was going to go there and, you know, not get get shit done like he, you know, quote-unquote needed to get it done. And I can't front. They've been, you know what I'm saying, showing out, doing, you know, way more than I thought they would do. And, you know, I, I I have to give them credit uh for sure. They are looking like a playoff team. They look very solid. Uh you know, got them playing good defense and making me start to wonder, you know, uh when we're we gonna have to start ranking Yudoka as a coach, you know, in the league right now. Because take that team where Jalen Green is like the only superstar. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only now he's not even a superstar. He's just he's probably the on paper is supposed to be the superstar of that of that team. But you got uh, Singoon is 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 doing well in his role, and that's the team where I'm I'm strictly just like shocked at how well they're doing. Um, so I don't know what their ceiling is. I don't see them obviously being like a, you know, I think when you get to the playoffs, if they do make it to the playoffs, you need one guy to go to, and you know, Jalen Green has not been that guy. Uh, that they can go to, you know, Van Vliet might be a guy they can go to because he has some experience. Dylan Brooke has been in the playoffs a couple years. I don't look, I wouldn't look to him because he can't stay out of foul trouble most games anyway. So, you know, that, so that's the team I'm really, I'm really intrigued by in the in the Western Conference. And obviously, we talked about it before the season started, and we've been kind of vindicated that OKC, who just on the Spurs' ass, uh, they have. Stepped up to the plate, you know. Chet Chet is looking pretty pretty decent. Um, you know, obviously he hasn't had like a bunch of great great games yet. Before his first season, he he looks a bit poised. He, he had his little struggles against Wemby tonight. Uh, but you know, whatever. You know, what I mean, like he had his struggles against Wemby, but I think he'll 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 be fine. Um, I think he'll bounce back pretty well. And yeah, um, those are the two teams really that that I've been been paying attention to. Obviously. Uh, Golden State got off to a hot start. They looked a lot better in those first those first five six games, and they just kind of to me they just regressed to the mean because a lot of what they were doing wasn't going to be sustainable because it was Steph saving the day, like literally over and over again saving the day. Like even when Clay hit the game winning shot, Steph is who was keeping them in the game up until that point anyway. And so, uh, you know, and Steph's Steph's out for Bermuda, you know, a couple games. Probably, probably like two or three games at best. Uh, but this is a test because nobody on that team has uh, put up 20 points outside of Sark. And that was literally just 20 points. So I'm interested to see how they do uh, these next couple games. Uh, I'm also not interested to see how they do the next couple games because it's probably going to get ugly for them uh, unless Chris Paul can, you know, Chris Paul can rally the troops and get these boys open shots and they actually make these fucking open shots. Um, uh, the Lakers still middle of the road team to me. Um, I, you know, don't, I like, you know, they, it, it's like, this one of those things where you kind of have to kind of wait and see, 
because they're like winning, they're starting to win games. This is a really easy part of their schedule. And, you know, they they beat, I think they beat the Suns without Booker, which is like, okay, you beat the Suns without Booker. And then they blew that, the Suns blew that game anyway by being stupid. And every time KD would go to the bench or or not take shots, that that, that was struggling. And, that, and that's another team, the Suns, you know. Uh, they don't look strong, but I think Booker plays. I think Booker's about to play this game against the Timberwolves, which is coincidental. Um, playing against the Timberwolves, but uh, we'll see how that big three that big three looks with Bill. Bill doesn't look great, doesn't look bad either. Um, but defensively, the Suns don't have much to work with. So, um, as far as the East Eastern Conference goes, Indiana Pacers are the team that has surprised me so far. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton should be All NBA. As of right now, and he should be uh, an all-star. He honestly should be in the fucking MVP talk. I mean, honest. Um, I don't see a lot mentioned. I see, you know, Jokic. I see uh, Luka. I see. But the Pacers are surprising me. Not that they're like a great team. And you know what I mean? Like, they're not like a great team. But they're surprising me in the sense that they're competing with guys who I was not expecting them to compete with. You're seven and four after tonight. Uh, and they, you know, Miles Turner was ass tonight. He was like ass tonight. But, I mean, he had like, he ended up finishing with 17, but he was just ass. He couldn't get the boards. He just, you know, he didn't really stop. Uh, I think he had some foul trouble. But Halliburton is going out there and giving you 33 and 15. That's insane. 33 and 15. Um, Obi gave him, I think, what, 27? Um, you know, we got Bruce Brown going out there and, and, and doing the dirty work. And I really like what I see from them. Um, and, you know, we talked about 76ers earlier. I absolutely love what the 76ers got going over there. Tobias Harris has been stepping up in his role. I don't know how long that's going to last because he's always usually inconsistent. Um but Embiid and Maxi have looked like really the best duo so far this season. And even a guy like, uh, you know, uh, DeAnthony Melton, I think he he dropped like 30 tonight, you know. And so it's just like when you got guys like that who can step up and and really go out there and, 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 and get you buckets, even in a losing effort, it, it just it just goes a long way. So I, I like the Celtics. Obviously, we talk about the Celtics. Um, I'm not disappointed by the bus because I didn't expect shit from them like that. So, um, you know, let me say 76ers, Pacers, and Celtics. I, I I really like what is going on with them. So um, I'm anxious to see how that plays out going forward. And I want to see what the ceiling of the Pacers really ends up being because – I would have never guessed, um, you know, would have just never they, guessed that. Be doing what they, they were doing, yeah. Yeah, like, so salute to them, for sure. If only uh, old Idoka could take uh, take his decision-making on the court uh, with him off the court. I'll be in a better point. Speaking of decision-making, you've all made great decisions. We'll be making great decisions stick with this feed through the rest of this week because DAR Sports Media, like we said in the opening, is having its biggest week ever. Uh, 
24 hours from when you're listening to this, we will have a reigning and defending world champion of a major promotion joining us for some wrestling talk, some nostalgia talk, some movement talk. Um, We are extremely pumped up and honored about that. Uh, And then later on this week, we'll be collabing with another brand. Uh, True, if you want to tell tell the listeners a little bit about who we're planning on having with us later on this week, uh, into the weekend with uh, Russell Wade. So... Uh, shout out to WrestleWave. They are, you know, up and coming. And they, they're growing pretty fast um, right now. And, you know, my my, my guy, uh, Lost Frisco, he's been doing a lot of, like, videos and stuff like that, as you see um, on on uh, on Twitter and stuff like that. And, and, you know, some wrestlers have shared his stuff. And, and you know, he, he he's a cool dude. He's also a Battle Rap fan. I think they're all Battle Rap fans, which is another thing that kind of ties us all together. Um, and you know, I, I, we, we just, we just like to support other movements and other brands, same with the black guy wrestling podcast, uh, same with, you know, heartbreak Foodie on the Almanac show. Like I'm all about supporting, especially other black outlets that are trying to do their own thing. You know, that's, that's always been my thing is to show support. We're not haters over here and we don't, you know, we don't try to gatekeep anything in the professional wrestling business. Even if we, if we had the power to do that, that's not something I would want to do. So um yeah man I, I i'm excited because like i said these are these are good brothers and i believe it's gonna be two of i think the four or five guys maybe three of, of the four or five guys on with us um and like i said I'm, I'm excited and you know can't wait to bring that to everybody and we just get to chop it up and you know have a good time talking to talking to the homies really that's just that's all it is
And always keep in mind that the world of DAR media never stops. <laughs>